0: Okay, we are back for the second stretch of this show, and we're gonna end up in Chicago right now because man, there was a report that came out yesterday about GMs feeling and believing in a poll that Justin Fields, yes, I say, could be on a trade block. Oh, wow, you know, we had to talk about that once we heard that on this show right now, and that's exactly what we're gonna do right now. Should Chicago consider Trading Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback. And Zach, I would love to do the honors here because I think for me, when I sat back and I watched that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl showed me a blueprint. And matter of fact, blueprint is an understatement. Blueprints of how you can win with narratives that were said that you can't win before with. For example, quarterbacks that are not on a rookie deal Patrick Mahomes showed that you can be a quarterback on your second contract in a mega contract and still win the chip it comes down to like I said before economizing your cap and making use of the draft and drafting well and surrounding that quarterback with as much talent as possible that you can afford another stigma and Narrative that got shot down was a quarterback that's running RPOs, he can't win a chip. Um, well, you could argue that Hurts should have won a championship because he played like a champion, he should have. So if I'm the bears and I care, if I'm the bears, I am not trading away that pick for what? Right, unless that guy that I could draft name is Jesus, I'm not doing it. If this was Trevor Lawrence before you know, actually during the hype of, oh, this is the next guy, the Peyton Manning, then maybe I consider it. But there's no guy that I know of that's like going to be a Tom Brady type of guy. Good players in the draft, of course. You always have gems. You got to find them. But why find them when you have one on your team and Justin Fields who you can win with, just like the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cap. I am a quarterback guy. But I have not always been 100% accurate. For the most part, you can trust my judgment when it comes to quarterbacks, but I have not always been right. I didn't believe in Jalen Hurts when he was drafted. I didn't believe in him in his second year on the team. I said to myself, I'm going to rank him 25 in my quarterback list headed into this year. guess what? He should have won MVP. It was debatable. I I think Mahomes deserved it, but he could have won MVP. You could argue, minus the two games he missed, he could have won MVP. The reason why I bring that up Is because Jalen Hurts in year two. Oh, don't get me wrong. I was hating on the guy. I had a reason to question him. Let's go to the numbers here. Jalen Hurts last year, 61.3 completion percentage, 16 to 9 touchdown to interception ratio, 87.2 rating. Sounds familiar? Yeah, it does. Because Phil's this year, his second year, 60.4% completion percentage, 17 to 11 touchdown to interception ratio, 85.2% rating. Numbers are identical. Now what happens? Where are you going with this? Where I'm going is that the Eagles said, you know what? Instead of us moving on to get a Aaron Rodgers, to get a Russell Wilson, who clearly was on the trade block, we're going to invest in Jalen Hurts and build the team to surround him with talent. We are going to trade for A.J. Brown and give him a necessary shot to show what he's capable of. And guess what? He did just that. Almost won the Super Bowl. So if you're the Bears, the blueprint is there. The foundation is there. Go ahead, copy. Just like you was, just like you know, anybody who is in a classroom and don't know the answers to the test. Okay, it's answer B. I'm gonna copy the blueprint.
1: They need to do that with Justin Fields, and I'm gonna answer it that way. So I think it's a great comparison with uh, Fields and Hurts. And I mentioned this when we just spoke about the Eagles. Like, I think Howie Roseman is a huge part of their success. He's the one guy I think of off the field uh, that's a non-player that I think is the most responsible. And he is the best wheeler and dealer in the NFL I've seen. And I think when we look at the Eagles' success also, we have to remember, like, they literally – went to two Super Bowls in six years with a different head coach and a different quarterback each time. Like that's unheard of. Not many teams in the NFL have ever done that. And I just think back, like I agree with you. I think Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback. And if I were the bears, I would have no interest in trading him. I don't see a guy uh, in this draft that, that I feel confident is better than him. The issue is I don't trust Ryan Poles to make that same judgment. And, I just keep thinking back to when he first got the Bears' GM job, like literally his introductory press conference. The first thing he said is, we are going to run the North. When the last time I checked, the Chicago Bears, besides that one double doink year with Mitch Trubisky, they haven't been even relevant. The Packers have run this division for the past 10, 15 years. And when when you're in a spot like the Bears are right now, you know you're about to have the number one pick in the draft you have the most cap space in the nfl it would make a ton of sense to me to sign tony pollard maybe sign a jacoby myers or a McCole hardman type uh do some work in the draft you know really may sign the left tackle you know really give fields a chance and put him in a position to succeed but i don't trust ryan poles Like I trust Howie Roseman. Like you said, you know, just copy the test answers. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. Like you got to have a GM that knows how to do that. And I don't know if Ryan Poles is going to be that guy. I mean, let's not forget the Dolphins lost their first round pick because of the Tom Brady, Sean Payton tampering scandal. So there are only 31 first round picks in this year's draft. So the Bears, as the team that owns the first pick, you would think, oh, they have picked 32, right? You know, that's technically a first round pick. Oh, oh, wait, they traded it to the Steelers for Chase Claypool. So the Steelers have the 32nd pick in the draft. And we saw that Chase Claypool, did he even suit up for the Bears? <laughs> I don't even know. And then the Bears also traded Roquan Smith to the Ravens for some solid compensation. But the Ravens, you know, they signed him immediately. And Roquan Smith, he's a high-level linebacker that immediately made their defense better. So when I look at Justin Fields, I'm a big fan. I believe in him. Uh, he's an electric talent. Uh, the city of Chicago has not seen a quarterback talent like him ever. But when you look at Ryan uh, uh, Ryan Poles, this is his one and only opportunity to be a GM. He wasn't the guy that drafted Justin Fields. That was Matt Nagy. That was uh, Ryan Pace. And when you look at the Bears coach as well, Matt Eberfuss, like I have no idea if he's as good as Nick Sirianni. I don't know if the Bears coordinators, Luke Getze, who was uh, on staff with uh, LaFleur in Green Bay with uh, Nathaniel Hackett as the quarterback coach when Aaron Rodgers was winning MVPs. Like, I don't know if he's the right guy to develop Justin Fields, like Shane Steichen was for Jalen Hurts. So when I look at the Chicago Bear team, I think it's a fair comparison to make. Like, okay, Fields, he showed some big flashes this year. Hopefully he could take that step next year. But I just don't think it's this easy. And this is a credit to the Eagles, just how good of a position they put Jalen Hurts in to succeed. I have no reason to trust that the Bears are going to do the same thing with Justin Fields. And maybe they just hop off. And remember,
0: Jalen Hurts, where he went in the second round or something like that, I believe he was a second round pick. So, you know, it was not like Jalen Hurts was thought off to be this savior and they found one. That was a gem. So, you know, just because you have the number one pick doesn't mean that guy will pan out that way that you're thinking. And that's why it's risky. I understand the points that you made and about how they do business. And, you know, it's a Chicago bears. Sometimes you're accustomed to certain franchises based on a track record to make the same mistakes but I think it's a time and place for everything it's a time and place to change the way how you've done business in the past and see the guy that you have in your room and Justin Fields who yes can he get better sure he can get better as a passer for sure but give him a shot add some talent how about you get aggressive in the free agent market and trade for Mike Evans right you have a Think it was a third rounder. I believe it's a fourth rounder they have that they received in the Robert Quinn trade. And they have a conditional third rounder that could turn into a second rounder. Put a package together. Get you Mike Evans. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be in a rebuilding phase. Use that. Get you Mike Evans. Trade that pick. Get you some more assets. Build this team. Build this roster. And give Justin Fields a shot. What are you judging on? How could you judge? With a team that number one wide receiver. It's Darnell Mooney. Who? I like.
1: I like Darnell Mooney. I he, think he's a solid number two or three. He got hurt. Like number one? He got He didn't even make it. He was hurt. Like week 13. Now for the year. Exactly. And it's like,
0: you, you judging that? Like, no. Give him a shot. Go ahead. Be aggressive. Surround Justin Fields with talent. When you look at Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. This is no shot at either one of those guys. This is a compliment. Their skill sets are similar. Like from a skill set perspective, the only thing that really separates these guys is accomplishments. Lamar Jackson, MVP, Jalen Hurts, he went to a Super Bowl. But outside, if we didn't know these things, if we didn't know Lamar Jackson was an MVP, we didn't know that Jalen Hurts could lead his team to a Super Bowl. And we were just watching these three guys on the field. We'll say they have all similar skill sets. They all look alike. So, yeah, you have a guy use him, build around him. It's not going to be perfect, right? He's not a perfect quarterback, but he doesn't need to be. If you build the right team for him not to be and reap the benefits of your hard labor. So yeah, I'm saying keep fields and trade that pick.
1: Yeah. And I think those are all fair points. The thing is though, I can even see a world where the bears do everything you just said, but for a quarterback like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, that they just like better than Justin Fields. That's what's so risky here is literally, like, these the people making this decision have nothing to do with Justin Fields being a Chicago Bear. So to us, Justin Fields could look great, and he could look like the quarterback of the future, but maybe one of them just has a predetermined hunch, like, we just like another quarterback better. Like, no offense to him, and we could get something back for Justin Fields. And, like, that's what makes this decision so intriguing. Like, I don't know if I necessarily believe that report that came out yesterday, but it certainly could be true. Because who knows what Ryan Poles is thinking? Like, this is a guy that had nothing to do with Fields being a bear. I got a
0: question, but before I get to my question, I want to make a comment. I think the Buccaneers, if this is true, and Justin Fields is indeed available for a trade talk, the Buccaneers, this need to be the route they go. Because it's not like you're trying to win today. Like, Justin Fields, you can groom. That could be a quarterback of your future while you rebuild and build around him, still have talent there. You got to go all in if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whatever asset you have, that's up for you to know you go out there and you get Justin Fields. But I do have a question for you, Zach. I was thinking about this earlier today. I think Justin Fields, and as much as I like the guy, I, I think he's a very humble individual. I think he's a talented football player that um, I could see in a couple years being in the playoffs and winning football games in the playoffs. But, there's a part of me that listen to him talk and say to myself, bro, you're talking too much. You're saying too much. You're hurting yourself. You're saying too much. Like the meditation in the pocket, you know, the, oh, I want to play in a dome because I don't like playing in bad weather in Chicago. Those things are, I'm just saying to myself, yo, my mans, you may not know it, but you might not be here. Okay. To even see a dome in Chicago, they might trade your behind. So can you just not say, can you not be too honest? Like kind of like. You know, I'm not saying not be humble, but damn, bro, you're saying too much. Like, they could take this in consideration. Like, yo, he don't want to play in the cold. Oh, can we win with him in the cold? You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I'm just overdoing it, it. overthinking. I'm saying to myself, I think he says too much. I don't know what you think about that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I I haven't really thought about it. I did hear a little bit from Fields uh, at Radio Row during the Super Bowl talking about, you know, he got a bunch of questions like, have the Bears communicated with you? by any means in regards to this decision. And he was, he was just keeping it real. Like he didn't say a ton, but you know, gave professional answers, was honest. Uh, you know, he, I, it's just such a fascinating situation to me because I just, we just don't know a ton about the people who are making a very important decision. Like I, I, I think I said this to you a few weeks ago and I still believe this. I think the Chicago bears, like when we're talking about, you know, the Super is over, we're officially in off season mode the free agency is going to be here in a month. Like, when we think about the NFL offseason and who are the teams that we need to be watching closely in terms of their decision making and what they're doing, I would put the Chicago Bears at number 1 on that list because with this decision and the amount of cap space they have, especially with guys in Matt Eberflus and, and Ryan Poles, we just don't know a ton about like the microscope is officially on the Chicago bears and they are probably the team I'm watching the most this off season because of these decisions that need to be made. They control the off season. They control the most
0: important part of the off season, the draft. They have the cards, they have the ACE card. So they're going to dictate everything that happens after their pick. If they decide to use it, if they decide to trade back, they dictate how the off season is going to really, really, I won't say kick off, but they are going to kick off the most important part of the offseason, which is the NFL draft. So, right. yes, I agree with you 100%.
1: Like, there is a world where the Chicago Bears are next season's uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And Justin Fields, just like Trevor Lawrence, takes that next step. And they're in the playoffs winning games. But we just don't know if Matt Eberflus is Doug Peterson. He's probably not. So that's why it's so hard to win in the NFL. It's tough
0: because, obviously... If I'm the biz, right, I'm, I'm considering everything. I, I don't want to make it seem like this is not something that you do your due diligence. You need to do your due diligence all the time. So even if I got Phil's in the room, I'm just not only going to commit to him. I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to look at CJ Stroud highlights. I'm going to go to the scouts when he goes to his pro days and, and different events, scouting combine. I'm doing my due diligence before I make a move. I'm not going to make a move tomorrow. I'm going to do my due diligence. You should. But also, I think, as I'm trying to get back my train of thought, damn it. Oh, yes. Perfect. There was a lot of instances where you look around teams that really felt that they needed to go for a new upgrade at quarterback in the draft. The Jets come to mind when they decided to move on from Sam. And then they, they could have used that pick to draft a really good player. And they got Zach Wilson, who they thought was the guy, the Patrick Mahomes-like guy, the Aaron Rodgers-like guy. We saw how that happened. Um, the Arizona Cardinals is a name I should have started with when they had the number one pick overall. They drafted Josh Rosen. The next exact year drafted Kyler Murray. Now, obviously, Kyler Murray is a better football player than Josh Rosen. And even though you don't like Kyler Murray, I'm pretty sure you would concur with that. But still, like it's like that pick is so valuable that you can always find a great player in that draft, you know, that's not a quarterback, potentially, like a Jamal Chase, like a Michael Parsons. So that's what makes it fascinating, but it feels a it's not the guy. We're going to come back to that pick and be like, "Yo, you could have got this guy. CJ Stroud becomes the next guy." That's why these these questions are tough to answer, even as a guy on the outskirts looking in and us, you know, on the show talking about it. It's really compelling, but I think all in all to drive us home, I think they should stick with Fields.
1: Yeah, one last point I'll make. One thing I really noticed from the quarterback, and I actually spent like a lot of time after the game, uh, after the Super Bowl, like listening to both quarterbacks in the game what they had to say. And it is just so important when you're picking your quarterback, when you're drafting a future franchise quarterback. Like character is so big we see the character that Jalen Hurts has and that's all respect to his parents and the people who raised him and he just eats breathes and sleeps football and that's really what helped him get better and turn into the player he is today same thing could be said about Mahomes after the game Mahomes even said it like anyone who doubts Jalen Hurts like I don't even know what you're doing at this point so I think when you're a team like the Bears if you are making a huge decision like this and possibly moving on from Justin Fields you have to be really confident and i like bryce young i think he's a phenomenal player i think he could have a a successful nfl career but the size is a huge question mark and hopefully when he does get to the league like his durability is not a concern but that right off the bat like we saw justin fields take hit after hit after hit after hit this season and somehow he survived he's a tough sob we know that for sure so that's something else the bears should really consider into this uh, decision as well And sometimes those things
0: are hard to pinpoint because, Zach, I kind of know why you brought it up. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. You know, as soon as I brought up Kyler Murray, you brought it up. I I know I can read you like a book sometimes. I want to address that right now because I have a question for you. Because I think when you look at these guys, it's hard to really pinpoint that side when you're watching them. Like, unless they get into trouble like a Baker Mayfield or, you know, a Johnny Manziel. Like, we could tell Johnny Manziel was not going to last in the NFL. Not because of the talent, more so, but because of the the off-the-field stuff. When it came to Kyler, I never heard nothing about the personality thing. Like, it was never like, yo, he got in trouble, the teammates came out and said all the things that we are hearing now professionally. That's my question to you is like, yo, sometimes it's the ownership. It's the environment that you place them in, the guys that are yes-men, that are not real leaders. And that's why I think Kyler Murray's situation is like it's like yo you drafted him into a situation where you paid him when he didn't need to be paid when you gave him a coach that really is not a leader of men a cliff kingsbury and that's the battery that you put in his back and now it's backfiring
1: yeah i i think just off the bat it's really hard to determine that in the pre-draft process like that's what makes being a general manager so hard. And it could, a bad personality could pop up anytime. When you're drafting these players, you might have an idea or two, but you just have no idea who the person really is. Like is. Antonio Brown. Yeah, exactly. Like, you literally have no idea. So anyone could strike at any time. I mean, when it comes to the Cardinals, that situation specifically, like, yeah, I agree. It's not the best environment. They're a losing organization historically. But, you know, Kyler Murray also – Decided at the very last second that he was going to not play baseball. You know, he was a top 10 pick in the MLB draft. And his whole season at Oklahoma, when he won the Heisman, the thought was that this guy is not playing in the NFL next year. He's going to be playing baseball. And he was so good that last year winning the Heisman trophy that he decided to pursue the NFL. And I feel like at the time, not everyone, like, no one really thought much of that. You know, he was such a good football player. You're going to be the number one pick. Like, obviously, go to the NFL. But what I see from Kyler Murray, like it's a lot of baseball tendencies, you know, baseball is an individual sport. It's literally the batter against the pitcher. And that's the only concern you have. Football is the ultimate team game. And I think that's something when we look at Kyler that not a lot of people bring it up, but I think that has something to do with it. And I don't think Arizona is a great organization, but, and I don't love Cliff Kingsbury either. Like, but I don't know. I just think you're the starting quarterback. Like that's your personality. You control everything. You're the leader. And uh, I would put some blame on Kyler for that matter. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think it's a collaboration, man. I think, you know, um, it's Kyler Murray being a natural. Of course, uh, 50% of that, maybe 60% of that is you. But I think there's the other half where it's like, yo, you put the battery in his back. Like, this is a guy that won everywhere. Outside the NFL, he never really accomplished nothing. But prior to, he won everywhere he went. Like, high school, he was winning. Um, college, He was winning. So that's where you kind of have to give him that structure where it's not like you're you're kind of giving him the way how they operate that offense was just like how it was in college. It's a college like offense where I'm making you the guy. So it's not like he had to kind of trust his other teammates to an extent where it was like he was the offense. Whereas you go to other quarterbacks where the team is really involved in how they move down the field. It was Kyler Murray Cook out the pocket, scramble out the pocket, make a play with your legs, throw the ball down the field, the Hill Murray, things of that nature. So I think a lot of it is the environment structure and the other half is himself trying to mature and be that guy that he needs to be as a quarterback, which is leader.
1: So there's no doubt like the Cliff Kingsbury hire was a bad one, but they were thinking they were just getting a really creative offensive mind. And like they did bring in DeAndre Hopkins. They did bring in his best friend, Hollywood Brown. And like, I think the Cardinals really tried to get as much out of this team as they possibly could with Kyler. But unfortunately, on his rookie deal, they they made the playoffs once and they really should have won the division. They just completely fell apart at the end of the year and they lost in embarrassing fashion in the first round of the playoffs. So, like, I have no problem getting on the Cardinals. I got on them when they paid Kyler Murray. Um, And honestly, Cliff Kingsbury should have been fired way uh, earlier than he actually did. But I do think the team, like, really tried to to build a winner. And, and they did, you know, win double-digit games that one season. Uh, it was obviously an outlier. But I there was talent on this team.
0: Absolutely. And we got to see if the Bears is going to give Justin Fields or whoever. It could be C.J. Stroud. It could be Bryce Young. The necessary weapons, like how the Cardinals did with D-Hop and Marquise Brown, or are they going to tend to these quarterbacks or quarterback that they decide to carry on with the future? We have to see.